Budgeting, Budgeting Basics with Kelly Showstrom today. Kelly is joining me. And Kelly, today we're going to focus on bad banking. What bad banking can cost you? Thanks for being here today. How are you? Hi, Kelly. I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's always fun to have you because we have to talk about some of these things that we don't really like to talk about. Uh, And banking is, sometimes banking can be pretty difficult. I was going to do my taxes last week. I had everything gathered. I had printed all my statements from last year. I've had them ready since January. It was just my appointment. I went over there and the the amounts didn't match. She had less income than what I made. And it's because there were six months that didn't transfer into my QuickBooks from my bank account. Oh, no. And that's yep. just something that should be automated, right? You you were hoping yep. to set it and forget it. Yep. And I and I set it and then apparently I forgot it a little bit too long and it missed six months. So I spent a couple hours on the phone with some guy in a chat with QuickBooks that finally was able to help me figure out how to make a, like it's called a CSV file and load them in, but it didn't fix everything. So I'll, I hope that I got it fixed well enough. So now I, now I had to push my taxes with her way back till the end of March. And that was not what I wanted to do. And banking is one of those things where it's, we kind of think that it's automated. We kind of choose a bank maybe, um, or a business to help us run our finances. Right. Um, because it's maybe close to our house or we've had them forever, or even, um, people around my age, they were the bank that was on their college campus and they just kind of kept using them. And so, we we choose our banks for not really great reasons, right, Kelly? Um, yeah. But there are so many factors um, that play into your finances, depending on the institution that you choose. And so I wanted to talk about today just bad banking and what are some of the things um, that it's costing you? Um, what are some practices that you should look out for? And then what are a few things that we can do um, moving, at, moving forward to make sure that we're choosing a bank that only works for us, but helps us steward our money a little bit more appropriately and also make us a little bit more money. Yeah. So take some mental notes here, or if you're just sitting at home, having a cup of coffee and watching it slush out there, get, grab a pen and paper and take some notes. And maybe this can help you out. Where do you want to start? All right. Let's start with what is bad banking. And so um, bad banking can mean kind of anything, but today we're going to be talking about banking um, that has excessive fees, hidden fees, Maybe they have bad customer service. I know we've all been there before. Um, They have low interest rates on your savings and just all of these things that can kind of add up that looking, if you started comparing banks across the board, um, there would be maybe a clear winner or a couple of banks that you'd prefer to bank in. But you kind of just put up with these things because maybe your paycheck is being deposited or you have a lot of bills coming out and you don't want to reroute it and all these other inconveniences. But I promise you, if you take a look at just how all of these factors are playing into your life, you might decide that it might be worth taking a look at and maybe switching banks a little bit. Mm, Okay. So how do we take a look at that? Okay, so there are um, there's an article on NerdWallet. NerdWallet's always a great resource if you just want to learn learn a little bit extra. Um, but they have five banking mistakes um, that people commonly make, and um, and I think this is worth just reviewing because not a, not all of this is common knowledge. But the first is only using a checking account, and what they mean by this is a lot of these high interest savings accounts. Um, you actually have to have the money in your savings, right, Kelly? And so. Yeah. 
we on a day-to-day -day basis use our checking account more than our savings because that is what our card is attached to. But in order to actually reap the benefits of those savings rates, they have to be in our savings account. And so take a look at um, both your checking and your savings account and see where is most of your money sitting? Is it sitting in your checking because you kind of need it disposable? Um, or is it sitting in your savings and actually earning you interest? But it's something to look into. Make sure you know which account is actually earning you interest and make sure that you're um, purposefully keeping money in that account so you can take advantage of of um, that extra money. I told you, I think I told you this a while back that I signed up for this thing called Acorns. Yes. And what it does is I only use it, you can put it on in as many accounts as you want, but I just put it on just one of my checking accounts, the one that I use the most. And it rounds up everything that I write a check for to the nearest cent and it puts it in my Acorns. And I started with just like, I don't know, $20. And now I have well over 700 in there. <gasps> Kelly, that's yeah. great. Right. I mean, I thought, well, that is a good way because I don't touch that. I That isn't anywhere I can. I can take it out anytime. It's not like I have to keep it there. I can get it anytime I want. If I had an emergency, I could get it tomorrow. But I'm not because it's not easily accessible. I just leave it alone. And I pretend that that change just never existed. Sort of like my piggy bank that I don't touch. And for anyone that's kind of a little bit confused what Kelly's talking about here, it is exactly like a piggy bank, but it's a digital piggy bank. And so yeah. if you go and get coffee and it costs $3.49, they are going to round up that charge to just $4 and you get 51 cents added to this other account. And this is great when back in the day when we would use physical cash because we could see all that change add up and we take yeah. it to the bank and, but we just don't deal with cash as much anymore. And so Acorns, um, I have a local bank as well that also automatically does that within my bank. Oh. And so um, these are all, and these are some of the the tools that we'll get into later as well. Um, if, if there's time with what kind of bonus features does your bank offer you? But um, these are all really great things that if that works for you, um, it's an added bonus because that is extra money that you don't even notice that 51 cents going out the door, but that right. $700 definitely adds up. It does. And then if I wanted to, I could just add money to it, right? Like if I had an extra hundred dollars I got for a birthday, boom, I could throw it in there. Exactly. And sometimes people, this could be your, your, um, your Christmas fund, right? So maybe you say whatever's going to be in acorns or whatever's going to be round the rounded change is going to be what we have for Christmas because we don't have enough money right now to save or whatever you want to use it for. Maybe that's your extra spending money for vacation or books for your child that's in college. But, um, all these little pennies that, that add up, um, I know people give, uh, you know, that coffee theory of, well, saving $5 a day on lattes doesn't really change your net worth or the big scope of things, but it, it kind of does, especially it when, does. You, when you keep track of it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a really good, a really good tip, Kelly. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to number two here. All right. So we want to keep, um, we want to make sure that we're not keeping too much in our checking account. And we talked about that a little bit previously because we mostly earn higher interest rate on our savings account, but also so that money just sitting in your checking account just isn't going to be, you're not going to be making any money on it. And if you have a significantly amount of extra money in that checking account, um, maybe your emergency fund is in there or it's just piled up over the years and you have maybe five or 10 or $15,000 extra in there, you definitely want to think about what long-term um, solutions can we use with that money. And this is where you can talk with your financial advisor, talk to your local bank. Do you want to open up a CD? Do you want to put it in 
in a retirement account, but whatever you want to do, just make sure that you have enough in your checking account to live on um, your savings. Let's put that in our actual savings account to earn some extra interest on, and then everything else can go somewhere else where it's actually making more money. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All- Moving on. All right. So paying fees, Kelly, this is something that really gets me going. And I strongly believe that nobody should be paying fees for their for their banking. And of course, there are always those those exceptions and those cards that it's a hundred dollar annual fee, but you get two free airline tickets per year and all the, those extra fun bonuses, right? And the only thing I want to ask you is are you using those bonuses? Are you using the perks of paying for that fee? And so every bank has a different fee. Um, A lot of banks don't have fees. If you're like me and you just don't even want to mess with it, um, same with your credit cards, just look at the fee, look at how much you're paying and look at what the rewards you're getting for paying that fee and see if that's something that fits into your life. If you are someone that travels frequently, maybe that makes absolute sense for those two free tickets for the $100 a year um, card fee, right? But if you don't travel, then why are we paying $100 for those tickets that just kind of go wasted? So make sure you know if you are paying fees, make sure you know how much those fees are and also what rewards you should be using to counteract those fees. I do get overwhelmed with the reward offers. Uh, and then I'll go, okay, maybe I should do this. And I'm thinking, I don't know which card I should use anymore because I can't keep it all straight of what the rewards are. So I don't think I ever really use them. So should I just leave them alone? Kelly, and you and I are the same on this one. And I know we've talked about it in the past. I have a credit card that doesn't have an annual fee and it's a cash back card. So I earn less cash back because I'm not paying a fee, right? But on Mm -hmm. every purchase. And so I'd rather get the small percentage back on every purchase, knowing that there's not an annual fee, knowing that it's just going to kind of like your acorns, it's just going to add up over time. And that is how I prefer to use it. Um, I know there, my parents, for example, have one of the, I believe it's the Delta American Express card. But like I said earlier, they get those two free plane tickets or they get a free companion pass, I believe it's called. Um, and they really love that. And so I think it depends. My spouse is another good example. He gets really nerdy into this and he has, he knows which card has grocery, um, extra money back on groceries this month or extra money back on big box stores this month. And he keeps track of that and knows when to use what card. And I'm the spouse that just uses the same card all the time. And so I think it kind of depends on everybody. So don't stress out about this kind of, you can, um, experiment a little bit. You can go after one and see if you like it and back away. If you don't like it, um, a lot of these, a lot of these far- cards, they might give you no fees for the first year. And so take a look at it. And I would say it's not worth going after creating a system, going after something if it stresses you out. Um, but if you can get a few of these perks without any of those extra fees, it might be worth um, looking into. Okay. We're down to about three minutes. All right, Kelly. So let's go to some ways, to some simple, simple tips and tricks to increase Um, to have a better banking system, right? So definitely evaluate your bank. You can go to websites like Bankrate or NerdWallet and you can compare different online banks and brick and mortar stores to see which ones will benefit you the most. And so make sure you know what's important to you. Do I need a local branch because I'm there all the time? Do I need to just have a high interest savings. And so I can do an online branch maybe. Um, it's up to you, but make sure you compare banks and just kind of see what's out there compared to what you currently have. And you might decide that you want to stay where you are. You might decide that it's time to change, but definitely reevaluate your banks. Um, the next step that we can assume is don't, and this kind of is related, but don't assume your bank is giving you the best rate. So this is why we really want to compare all those banks um, and make sure that you're getting the right 
the right um, perks that you are looking for. And don't let some of those high interest rates fool you, Kelly. A lot of the um, the APYs for the savings accounts, um, those are probably going to be flexible. It's going to depend on um, you know how how the world is doing, how interest rates are looking. And mm-hmm. so you might have a really good rate now, but in six months it might be really bad. And so maybe you want to go with the bank that has a couple of different features for you, not just a good savings rate, but also is maybe convenient or has good um, online tools or whatever is important to you and your spouse. Okay. And what's that? Got one more. Yes. And the last thing you want to do is if you are choosing to close your account, make sure you actually close it. Don't just take out your money because any open accounts can either do good or do bad things for your finances. Um, You just want to make sure that you're being prepared. And like you said earlier, Kelly, some of the really important things to make sure when you're looking at a bank is, do they have the tools that you need um, to manage your finances better? Do they have budgeting options? Do they have an app? Do they have really good customer service? Do they let you round up your transactions? And so make sure that you really have an idea of what you're looking for, and then just start comparing across the board. Sounds good. I like the advice, Kelly. Thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom. You can learn more from Kelly all by yourself. You can go to kellyshowstrom.com if you want. It's K-E-L-L-Y-S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M, kellyshowstrom.com. She just starts with the basics. Where would you like to start? You can subscribe to a newsletter. You can get support. You can get started. And then she's got a bunch of freebies on the page as well to help you start figuring out your finances. She was uh, one of these people that said, you know what? I'm tired of being in debt and was able to pay over $46,000 of debt in 20 months. So, and now she's helping us do the same thing.